You are listening to Becoming Truth, a podcast of guided meditations and excerpts from Jean's upcoming book, The Journey into Deep Memory. Find new episodes of Becoming Truth every Thursday on SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, or any podcast listening app, and on Smithers Community Radio, Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. The Temple Keeper I am drawn back to the memories of the shelter of peace. There's a calling in me to remember more and fully the life there, to bring a moment of that life into my present awareness, not just for myself, but also for the purpose of knowing into this transitional moment in our evolution. So I ask for the elder to be with me and guide me. The shelter of peace appears before me now, and I am feeling my feet touch down on the temple floor of smooth white quartz. In the center of this floor is a very large circular disk of black stone that fascinates me. It has a shimmer to it, a dull shine, and it seems almost opaque. The center stone is very highly polished and it feels important. I do not understand how, but looking at it feels like looking into the night sky itself. I am feeling the grit of sand underfoot and I'm knowing this floor needs to be swept. I know that one of my tasks is to sweep, for I'm beginning to hear the thoughts within the mind of this memory self. As my surroundings come into further clarity, I notice I am standing on the floor of the second story of this temple, in a room that opens directly to the sky with no roof. From this space, we study the cosmic landscape of the night sky mapping the positions of the stars, charting their patterns, and discerning their messages. Underneath this floor are rooms that are protected from the sun for resting, teaching, and refining equilibrium. This temple is positioned in geometric resonance with the grid of the stars. It is in a direct alignment within the galaxy. It is a place for attuning with the voice of the one infinite absolute from beyond the confines of this Earth's sphere. I am remembering that the black stone in the center of this floor is a direct link to the central heart space of the galaxy, and that the center of the galaxy is a generative source of beingness, a portal that opens from beyond into the manifest world, through which pours forth the song and the substance of this whole galactic creation. I feel a sense of connection 
with the omniscient presence that lies beyond the earth, incredibly strongly here. It all feels powerful, yet vulnerable, like a building without a roof, exposed to the sky. There is an orchard that was planted and is spilling forth onto the slopes around this temple. The fruits of this orchard are all related, variations of a certain strain. They resemble a pear except squatter and rounder with much thicker skin. The dense flesh is formed around a pit, much like a peach, but the life force of this fruit is much stronger and it has a sharp iron sweetness to it. Its chemical configuration activates the synthesis of protein within the body. And so it works like an intermediary between the light of the sun and the receptors of the body. Very little of this fruit is needed. Its skin ripens slowly from pale yellow into a deep purple, and it completely transforms with distinctly unique qualities at each phase of its growth. This fruit preserves without rotting for a very long time. They are a very stable fruit. The name of this fruit is the fire fruit. I'm looking out over the landscape, scanning to see if there is a sand wind coming. They howl past more and more often now, lacerating the floor, creating little dunes to be swept clear. Sometimes the sand winds are threateningly full and dark, suspended in great columns that connect to the sky and block out the light of the sun. Watching the approach feels like watching time itself stir and change. The winds are wrought with the restlessness of the earth's approaching shift. The winds are servants working to carry forth the bidding of change by scraping away familiar features and sculpting new formations. I know the trajectory of the earth as it revolves through space. I know of its relationship to the sun's orbit. This has long been known. This wisdom was taught to us long, long ago by the masters, and it is recorded everywhere. But it is very different to witness it and to experience the changes actually unfolding. I feel the gap between us and our source increasing. I can see the distance growing within my own mind. The current of divine light that is transmitted to us through the sun to this outpost at this time is now fading. The ceaseless thread of information that has always poured in is trickling to a halt, less visible than ever before. Sweeping the sand on this floor feels like trying to keep the receptors clear. 
trying to keep this brain purified. Sometimes I feel sad and desperate. I grieve for our connection to the infinite source. Wishing this relationship could be continuous, assumed, and eternal. It seems strange and wrong that these changes are inevitable, built into the cyclic nature of existence that we call time. Time, as I understand it, is the movement of molecular matter in accordance with universal law. These great waves of being and unbeing manifest and unmanifest. I am a sweeper. I am always here sweeping this floor, sweeping this temple, inhabiting this place. I am a receiver. It's my work. And I am remembering now in this story the feeling of loneliness as a new feeling. I ponder with an apprehension where our path leads. Fewer and fewer people come here. Fewer and fewer people are here to keep this floor swept with their feet, with their long robes. There is an emptying, and this is a feeling of loneliness. I am lonely. Yet, I am in love with this beautiful world that we are in. I'm feeling this love in my heart of hearts for it all, for the sky and its light. It is always light. Even in the evening, there is the soft light of the stars, the bands of the stars, the multitudes of constellations. The universe is revealed here. I feel as though I assume the eyes of God gazing forth at all of creation. This is your creation, Creator, your beautiful body, all that you are, all these star paths, all these galaxies. Your heartbeat thrums within all of it. Especially at night, I'm not lonely, for I'm looking at you. I can see you. At night, I witness the full landscape. And during the day, I cannot see beyond the confines of this earthly realm. It's so strange how these people feel that daytime is when they can see the most. For it is quite the opposite. When the sun beams down, we can only see what's right here in this world. Whereas at night, we can see all the worlds all at once. I very seldom sleep, for at night I immerse myself within deep, boundless peace. I am reminded that I am not alone on this outpost planet where it becomes so bright we cannot see you. Here where the sands are blowing and the people are forgetting and sometimes I wonder if they are choosing to forget or if they are just forgetting. I do not know how to tell the difference. I think sometimes they're all like me, yet I'm not going to choose to forget. But the choices of the children 
I understand. They don't look up into the night sky. They seem to see what is around them and that is enough. And people are not emerging from their childlike state as quickly anymore. I am lonely and yet my heart yearns for space. I do not want to be surrounded. Many of the ones that lived within this place have left to other lands. They left, and I grieve. They left because they knew they had to leave, bearing the lanterns of source, entering the swirling turmoil of descending consciousness. They went as ambassadors, dispersing into every realm and remote corner of this world. Although I can still hear them through the mind stream, but they are not here. They went out to face the state of humanity, to heal and to teach. I remained. I am here. The keeper of the heart. The keeper of the temple. I'm not totally alone here. There are others. But many of us left. We were told this. We were told we needed to disperse, to go find the people that were falling asleep, lulled into unconsciousness. Their minds were becoming obstructed and reduced, and they were no longer going to come here for renewal and awakening. We had to go forth and create replicas of this same temple. We had to continue to embed divine knowledge within the structures, the forms, and the words. We had to take to the seven winds as airborne seeds carried off to take root in each realm of the seven directions. And so, three by three, they left. And I will not see them again in this life. They have gone so far we have dispersed. We are spreading, cast like a vast web of light around the globe, ambassadors of galactic, star-rooted knowledge. We are enlightening the minds of humanity, trying to awaken their centers of cognition, I remained here with a small group of brethren to maintain this root, this heartland, this temple. Sometimes I go wandering out into the world, roaming through the fields and the dunes of sand, into lush grasslands, through crystal streams. It's a pleasure to walk lightly caressed by the warm winds. But one must tread cautiously, for there are dark-minded beasts that know of nothing but hunger. I still wonder why these beasts were created. What is the nature of a planet which would shape such powerful forms for unconscious beasts? How could a greater danger ever be part of you? The most 
powerful forms with the slowest of minds. How can this be sustained? I hear your answer. And the elder speaks. This is the ponderous slow journey of molecular evolution in this heavily physical sphere. You are being reminded that you are a descender, a bypasser, moving through these stages of molecular awakening. You are also here to witness the progression of manifestation within the framework of natural law. This earth is built in accordance with the constitution of the material realm. Gases and elements intermingle and the conditions for life spark slowly evolving embodiments with greater and greater capacity. Your physical form was shaped in this time in this same way. You remember this story, the tremendous surge of light threading itself through your neural pathways, stimulating the development of the brain. Your divinely quickened, elaborate brain can study these earthbound beasts who are progressing slowly through long, ponderous stages and eons of molecular awakening. But as I walk out into this landscape, my senses must become as sharp as an animal. My ears must listen closely to the sound of these beasts. They've been taught a way to project electricity forth from our bodies in order to protect ourselves from these beasts. This current deters their senses, disorienting them to the brink of paralysis and creates a window of stillness with its beasts. I am a perennial. 
back into their life. And so I ask, are they choosing not to remember, or is this just what's happening? Like the sad winds that consume the sky, is the earth choosing to cover its beautiful face with sand, or is this just what is happening? There is the essence of a great smile moving through the light stream and entering into my heart. And I hear, except time's perpetual movement, the turning of the universe. For the universe itself is a great wheel with the wheel of time cycling through. Except the children except being a solitary voice. Nothing will be lost. All of it is good and right. The beasts, the sands, this is all part of the sacred evolution. Be at peace. So I return to the temple to maintain its garden until love